We're back for the final episode of the Couch on Nostra podcast. And it's inaugural season, you know, to all the listeners, sorry we took, was it two, three-week hiatus from when the season ended? Way longer than that. <laughs> if you look at it, it's like an eight-week hiatus since our No, it isn't. No, it it's ended. the final episode for the season. We'll Not be back. Let's, uh, yeah. I said the inaugural season. Okay. There's our first season okay. doing it. I, I, I'm already testy. I, don't don't push me over today. Historic inaugural season. We're starting in hot today. Aren't yeah. We? Oh yeah. We're Hell yeah. Um, all right. My cat's trying to bite my face off. I don't know why. Um, we'll put that on. We'll put keep in the video. Um, but yeah, you know what a season. I think this. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but this was probably one of the most exciting seasons. <laughs> <laughs> Why is my cat attacking me? Come on, take it over a second. Let me get my cat. I'm going to say this. Best season. Yeah, okay. For Serie yeah. No, like, oh, yeah, 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 of course Yeah, yeah jump down my throat. Aside from the Aside from the fact that my team won, this was the most entertaining title race in, like, over a decade. Well, I actually, uh, as an Inter fan personally, I think last year was really, way <laughs> I more exciting. Really, um, I really, I really love the nine years before last year. Oh my! Those God. were really fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm well, you're all it. welcome. I'm uh, I will agree with Mike time. though. This is a really fun season, to be honest with you. Um, just like ton of drama, ton of ups and downs. You know. Um, Mostly downs for you, huh? Mostly downs, but someone say ups because we're. You know, I feel like Juve's always plotting somehow they, in the they, background, if you will. Did, they did beat Fiorentina. Well, as as a guy who really didn't start seriously watching Serie A until last season, and this being fully invested now that we had the podcast, I loved every weekend. Every weekend, you had at least three huge narratives going on, and yep. then the next weekend, you're like, "Oh, it can't get more intense than this," and then it gets more intense. I also have to commend Paramount Plus. I think they did a really good job of like presenting yep, the league and actually covering the storylines not just by the big games, but everything else. It's so much better. It's so refreshing. ESPN was, yeah. and it's so much better than ESPN was. Yeah. ESPN is basically copy and pasting what they did with Serie A with La Liga. Like they're trying to promote it as best they can, but it's Paramount Plus. And the good thing about Paramount Plus is like Serie A is their one domestic league that they have. So they're going to put all their eggs in that basket, which I really like about it. This season... It like literally what came down to the final day, which is all you want. But you know, going through the typical formation, we got to go with the victors of Serie A, Campioni with the nineteen in the IO. Mike, what are you feeling about this? How? how I I want to know how elated you were. The destiny when when, when they so, you know, finished in I, Sassuolo. I think we have to talk about his moment in the sun when he was at the bar at um, Football Factory. I feel like I'm going to tell that story, you know? Yeah, Mike, you got a a lot to say. You're you're on top. This this is your moment. Seize it. This is your pod. Look, I'm just going to say it. I mean, I was a big doomsday sayer the whole season. I reverse jinxed us into the Scudetto. Yeah, giving him some. I beat Gaetano at the reverse Malocchio. (laughs) My Malocchio wasn't Um, strong enough. No, I mean, like... uh, Never would have thought that this team would have won. Like, and it's no knock on them. I thought that they were a good team, but I just thought that there were primarily two better teams than us in Italy. Um, and like, you look back to like the last like four games of the season, I was like, they're dropping points to one of these teams. Like, Milan had such an insanely hard schedule at the end of it. I was like, they're dropping points. Uh, and they played like, out of their minds well like they they played like champions and like that that was crazy and like the last game against Sassuolo was just pure champagne football it was yeah from the first minute you felt that they weren't going to drop that game like they they knew what they were doing I mean I'm obviously like over the moon about it like what a memorable season for me like they won last in 2011 and I think that that was a very different vibe on the team. You had a lot of like of the older generation Milan guys who were kind of in their like last hurrah. I think a lot of them retired in the next season. Um, but you know, you had a young lot, and now you have like the old lot, and like that storyline's so cool. Um, yeah, I agree. This team is so young; it's just so different to the last team that won, and like. 
again, I, I think like looking at them on paper, not many people would have taken this. Like I'm amazing season hats off to Pioli because Pioli, I think is like the real difference maker mm-hmm. here. Anyone could say what they want to say about the players, but I think Pioli extracted every last ounce out of those players. And like that Pioli slowdown really didn't happen this year. Um, I'm over the moon about it. Amazing season. I, I This team has a lot of youth on it, a lot of promise. Mm-hmm. It looks like we're getting bought over like any day now. Um, it should be becoming official. So hopefully like new owners like keep that enthusiasm in the club. Like I think like for the first time in like since la- I, I guess like last year, right? But like for the first time in a very long time, I feel like very, very good about the future. Makes yeah. me sick. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, Gaetano mortgaging off every player, literally every academy. Well, yeah, I mean, the the thing that a lot like, especially now, Milan seem like they have they win the scudetto once. They just have this crazy rejuvenated energy. Like all these transfer rumors are coming about that you know you're probably you're you're, you're what in like the final stage of getting Botman. Apparently, Renato Sanchez already agreed. Divac Origi. Well, so yeah, I I got a, I got a few follow up questions from Mike here. Um, do you think, and I'll keep my personal feelings on this aside, but do you believe this is the beginning of a cycle or an aberration? So this is tough, right? Like, I think that I look at this team and there's still the part of me that's like, I don't know that they can repeat. But then I look at like where the other teams are in Serie A versus, versus where we are. And I think, like, if these inter rumors are true that they're going to sign Lukaku and Dybala, like, first of all, I don't believe it for a second that they get both of those guys. But if they did, that matters a lot. But if, like, we're looking at everything as it stands on June 9th, I think that this is the beginning of it. More likely a cycle beginning than it is aberration. Um, Because I think Juve's weak. I think Napoli is Napoli and will always find a way to fuck it up. I think that Inter, like I, I like a lot of the things I feel about Milan right now. I think it would be pretty on point, and I'd understand if an Inter fan said that they felt a lot of the exact opposite. Uh, it looks like it's almost like you're not quite out of the trough yet, um, which is like a painful moment. Um, I still think that like they're on the path to financial, uh, you know, stability there, but not as much so as Milan. So I'd say. If you like, if the question is like, will Milan repeat next year? Yes or no? I think I'm I'm like yes on that on that question. Now, I think you're. I'm leaning that way as well, um, and I think it has more. I think this is one of the weakest Scudetto winners we've seen in a while. However, I like I, I would put this up there with the first Juve team that won it. With the first Conte team, I totally yeah. feel that way. Right. I think it might be like a little yeah. tiny bit stronger than that. Team, I agree. Yeah, but like same kind of feeling about it. I mean, it's like more youth, um, less I mean, Grita, the, though, right? Uh, fuck, I was about to say it, man. Come on, <laughs> that's my one line I have on this podcast. But continue. I no, I, I, I that that's how I feel about that, and I think. I'm leaning in your direction and this is the opening of a cycle because of their financial stability relative to the other clubs. I think Juve are still a year or so away, at least. Um, they're Let's probably more than that. Yeah, I mean, we, we'll get into Juve, obviously. But in terms of h- how optimistic are you, The most concerning thing is that there are rumors that Maldini may not stay on, right? Apparently, there were no contract negotiations. The new management's coming in. What's going on there? And how much money are they actually going to have to spend? And is this gap in, is this takeover delaying transfers? Like you're already seeing Newcastle step in for Botman. Are there going to be other losses in the market that you're worried about? Yeah. I mean, like the reality is right. Like you can't like escape the fact that Italy's not England, right? No matter how much money these new owners bring in, players are going to want to play in the top league. Players are going to want to play and make as much money as possible. That's just the reality. Um, I think like, yeah, like guys like Tamori, they're going to be gone. Guys like Leao are going to be gone. And in some time, like not next year, that's not going to happen. I don't think, uh, I think Maldini stays. I've been reading that. Like, it looks a little bit more like he's not going anywhere. Um, 
And like, I, I, I think like that's what makes me like kind of reassured is like, he's good at scouting. Like he's like the scouting team at Milan is actually really great at their job. Uh, and this is something I was a little bit critical at of at the beginning of the season and like critical of over the past year or two about Leal being like, oh, this is guy habit. It's like, turns out, yeah, like they know what they're doing. So I think it's just the reality that like all Italian soccer fans have to live with at this point is like your good players are going to move on at some point. Mm-hmm. Unless they're Italian, I think the Italians stay. So, I mean, like, yeah, like don't feel amazing, but I definitely think I feel like good is how I would say, like confident in this, uh, in this make, sorry, just distracted Rocco's joining uh, in this like current, like uh, makeup of like the president and all of his boys. Now I got, I have a, a follow-up question. You mentioned Leal, rightful MVP. Yeah. I mean, I agree. He's, he's the most important player on the winning team. Uh, he had such a crazy massive step up in quality uh 11 and 11 i think he had like amazing and like we spoke about it so often as it like oh like he's the focal point he's the focal point but like shit like he was the focal point and like he made that team tick i think he's the most deserving player in Serie A, other than mimo berardi who was robbed because of reasons i won't get into <laughs> i I, yeah, I think especially in the last, you mentioned like the the home stretch for for Milan down the like on the way to the championship, and I think it, you guys were pulling out one nothings, one nothings, one nothings, and the one the goal the goals that you scored were almost like ninety percent of them were attributed in some way to Leao. Yeah, so I think it's without a doubt. So yeah, and with Leao, he's the only thing is like now. With the Mbappe deal not going through to Real Madrid, they're saying that they might get like, out oh, for one for one twenty though. That's a lot. I of don't money. think that that's going to happen. He plays the same position as Vinny. Uh, they're saying I they're going to they're they're put him out on the right. I love Leal. I don't know. Like, would you? Would you? I hope if it's one twenty, would you be okay? One twenty is a lot of money, uh, and I'm still yeah. in this provincial club mindset where I'm like, take the money. What are you doing? Uh, for 120, I feel like it's tough to say no, honestly. Yeah. I, I think I think that's an inflated value for him. Totally. totally. I agree, but like... And also that profit, like... That, what would you guys get him Plus at? Valenza. What would you guys get him for? From, I think he was... Uh, I think it was 30 mil from... It was from Lille also. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the thing take is... Take all their players. What what <laughs> I've appreciated and what Marotta has done at Inter is like you, you purchase proven commodities in Serie A. That's why I lay out for 120. Like I'm actually hesitant because yeah, you could disperse that amongst the other players and refill the team nicely. But like proven commodities in Serie A, goal scorers, taking people off the dribble, like that's hard to find. I don't you know. Could if just I, buy Vlaovic. You could buy Vlaovic. You could buy Vlaovic or offer Dybala a fat contract. <laughs> offer what he deserves, Zaro. But more. <laughs> now Maldini would never offer him more than two and a half. Yeah, but more likely give Daniela that nat- that just top of the he can line. In- he can inherit the nat- the uh, number ten that he deserves. <laughs> quick, quick side note: I saw a funny tweet today where th- there's a video of like DiBala crying on the last game, <laughs> and Benucci was like consoling him. So and, far, this is not funny. And they had a qu- <laughs> and they had a quote saying, "Yeah, do what I did. Go to Milano, have one decent season, and they just buy you decent, back. Horrific season." Yeah. It was- Terrible. No, the, be- the best the best meme that I saw was recently with Lukaku. They they showed the picture of him and during the interview again. He goes, Yeah, like I knew Inter was in financial ruin. So, you know, I forced to move to Chelsea to get 150 million to the club and now I'm gonna come back. <laughs> <laughs> I was like <laughs> I mean it's, it's on paper much, but look at what he's doing. Um <laughs> But yeah, it's just you know what is like Milan do you so I'm gonna I know Mike's going to say yes because he's a Milan, a Milanisti. Galano and Rocco and Giulio. Do you think Milan deserved the championship? Without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. Consistency, pure. I mean, yeah, I have no qualms. Do, were they the, on paper so, and performance wise, like at their peaks, were they the best team in City yet? No. So that's what I'm but saying. Here's my was, question. Here's my question. Yeah. yeah. Did. Uh, you got to pick one. No, no in betweens. This is going to be an episode Dybala. of full extremes. Of absolutes. Here we, Here we go. I like this. Did Milan win the Scudetto or did Inter lose it? I want to hear Gaetano say first. Inter lost it. 
Inter absolutely lost it. Um, I think, like, I go back. Well, first of all, you ha- so like there's a, there's a sequence of things that like inter like it's just unforgivable, right? Um, you look at where we were in January, seven points up. We dominate both school that we we dominate both uh, dead bees. We 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 end up drawing one, losing another, right? That. That turns that turns everything. We win that we win that derby. We're up what ten points going into February. Granted, I think one of the what doesn't get enough attention was how brutal of a February schedule that was for Inter. Nonetheless, oh, we reported that. Yeah, we we talked. We were about, on that. We talked about it. like that was a horrific schedule. But I think Inter I, Inter has only to blame for themselves. But what do you expect when you lose your when you have to sell so many players from one year to the other? You know, and I think I don't think it's fair to blame that on the on the blown lead, on the blown seven point lead. You can't blame on the players. The at that reason point. why we lost is because we couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. Yeah, we but, dominate. But games you were you were up seven points at one point. Yeah, it's not we, it's not it's not like but they the reason, just left in January. You look at the reasons why we lost. What what was the reason why Inter would lose games or drop points? Well, because they put them going because the, the ref didn't call penalties. <laughs> well, because you guys. Couldn't put in the back of net. Agreed. That's what I'm but what I'm saying is you had this lead halfway through the season. You figured something out to get those points. What? Why would it that, be different in the second I, half of the season? That's a good point, though, Marco, because when Inter was playing like hot in December and stuff, they looked untouchable exactly. in Italy. Yeah. yeah, and then they have a competitive schedule where they have games twice a week. You sold players and replaced them with, with older guys that can't stay fit. What do you expect? Yeah, but what about that game where Lautaro scored four? Yeah, against Salernitana. <laughs> yeah. It looked like it was all coming together then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, that's what I'm saying. You you sold Lukaku for $130 million, Yeah. Right? You get Zeko for essentially free and Correa for 30 mm. What happened to the other $100 million? You have to pay off the debt that the owners took on. Right? So, what do you expect? You know, Zeko played out of his mind. Out of his mind. But he's 30, what, he's 35, 36 years he's, old? Yeah, he's like, if you're expecting that to go on the entire season, you're you're just ridiculous. Lautaro, statistically, had his best season thus far. Yeah, he had 20-plus goals. But streaky as hell. Mm-hmm. And during that cold spell, you can't trust him. Yeah. So, I mean... But, good. I, I, just, I just think, like, Inter 100% lost this. I'm optimistic about the trajectory, but... Yeah, I, I think that I think Inter like this was a very winnable scudetto, and minus those two those two deadbies and Radugate, like that was Radugate. That was just, I like. I that. took that from That's, another pod. I, li- I can't take I, credit for that. I took. Is everything a gate for Inter fans? It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> Their entire worldview is just like Tuesday <laughs> alien, like CIA, yeah. FBI. No, like, it's not a gate. He just on, that man. was just. That was I, I. I kid you not. Just a quick, quick tangent on this. I was in the office when that game was going on because I think it was a Wednesday. And I didn't. I didn't see the highlights. I just saw the scoreline two one. And I get a call from my uncle. He goes, "Gada, don't watch the highlights. You don't want to see it." And I was <laughs> like, "What? What?" He was. I had to close my door because he sounded so distraught. He goes, "Gada, Radu." My God, I was like, "Oh, okay, I can't." And he's like, "He didn't. No, you didn't see it that day because you came home and you asked me how bad it was. Yeah, I, I saw I the game. I couldn't watch it for like I didn't watch the highlight until a month, and then I saw it. And I was like, "This is disgusting." So, but no, to answer your question, yeah, Inter lost it, and Milan, to their credit, took full advantage. Rocco, what do you think? So I was gonna say something that I thought would be arguing with guy, but I think it'd be agreeing with him. So I was gonna be like, "Oh, they had, they still, I think, had the best midfield and the best defense." Yeah. And to be fair to Jekko, Juve relied on a 35-year-old striker last season. <laughs> um, Very true. But no, I, I mean, yeah, I, I can definitely see the argument why Inter lost it. I'd like to give credit to Milan for winning it. They they showed up and they won the games when it mattered. So, uh, yeah, I guess Inter lost it, but I'd rather go glass half full and say Milan won it. So that's so, that's so all of his reasoning that brought him to taking his the other side is, is he just side. pulled the fucking inverse there. He's like, yeah, no, Inter Inter lost it, but, but Milan won it. You know, <laughs> Julia, what they do still you think? did. I know what Julio is gonna say. <laughs> Kids eating over here. Yeah. 
Take your time. No, we, it's not like we're recording. He's right not anything. even paying attention to the I podcast. I don't think he knows that we're talking to him. So what I will say is, I feel like no one's talked about this. Oh, here we go. I feel like Juve. <laughs> <laughs> At one point, they had a ninety-nine percent chance of winning uh, the Scudetto. <laughs> I feel like it, I feel like it goes back to the fundamental decision to let Cristiano Ronaldo leave, even though he wanted to leave. Oh my and god! And keeping Dybala as the focal point of the team. I'm gonna um, leave you, the pod. You know right what's now. funny? You know you know what I thought about actually. Juve was in the title hunt. Until the rumors of Dybala leaving came out. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. The minute, you know, the whole, like, he was looking don't, at a friend thing in the stands. Like, that was, like, they were on a hot streak. And then, boom. Yeah, don't, don't ruin Morocco. That though. was, like, the best day ever. When he, when he, when he mean mugged Nedved and Agnelli, I was, like, I was more hyped for the celebration than the goal, I think. <laughs> right. You're, pro- you're probably also hyped because, like, the one or two times he played the whole season, right? Because he's injured. <laughs> No, or, is that, or, is that, or is that the past other five seasons where he's injured? This is, Julio's only watched three Juve games this season, so he can't really speak to this Julio's too much. Julio's still Googling Duzon Vlaubers to figure out <laughs> who is this guy. Dude, am I, am I ever guy? wrong, though? The thing is, yes. I don't cap. You're always wrong. I don't cap. So, I think Milan won it, and I'll give you two reasons why. Here we go. One, look at the big games results that they had versus Inters. Yes. Right? Sure. Lost to Milan, beat Napoli twice. I think they yes, they beat him twice. That was probably the most important game. Was it exactly went into Naples and won one nothing. Drew Juve twice, right? I'm not misremembering that. You're the one who's saying that this is important. You don't know the stats. I'm just making sure. <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty confident what I'm saying. That's one, right? All the big games and Atalanta, Zasuolo, whatever. Then that final like five six game stretch that they had. Yeah. Where they had the, they were really in contention with the points. Not only did they not drop points, they won yeah. five of those six games. I get that. However, it's a lot easier to play those teams at the end of the year when none of them have anything to play for. Besides maybe well, mo- most of them Atalanta had was the only one that had something to and play Lazio for. and Fiore. No, Lazio and Fiore, Fiore had Euro spots. Yeah, they were four, playing. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah. Fiore was playing for tough. But I'm saying, I'm saying the last, the last. They game, almost the last got three, it. Where they had Sassuolo, <laughs> Atalanta. Atalanta at that point had almost nothing to play for. Uh, I mean, they still could have snuck into it. Like, yeah, they had something to play for. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they also, also that's, that's a derby. That like they they hate each other. other. It is a derby. It's so a derby. I'm saying it's like I think Milan won because of that because it's one of those things where it's like Inter won it last year. They've been in that position where they're about to claim the title, right? So in those big games, they have the mentality already forged them to say, "Look, we can do this. We can win this." A Milan team that hasn't won anything in about ten years doing this with a brand new team with a lot of youngsters. That's a lot to take care of. It's like we have this opportunity we need to capitalize on. And they went and the last three games, they won all three and solidified the points. I like it. Marco I, has I substantiated gonna... my Milan won it <laughs> with some real you numbers. Know it's not so. getting enough credit for the reason why Inter lost this. And this is another gate for you, Julio. Sure. When we initially right. got Villarreal or whatever in this in the draw for the Champions League and they had to redo the draw and gave us That's Liverpool instead. All right, do you know the mental toll that takes on such a mentally fragile team and that's so potso <laughs> like and such a mentally fragile it is, fan, They yeah. are. That's that's in our DNA. We're men, we're a mental house of cards. <laughs> it is. Only would have gotten slapped up by Villarreal anyway. Those guys were yeah, like the best they, team in Europe. <laughs> actually but, I don't know if you guys realize this in the group chat. I don't. I, I like changed my method of Malocchio. Like I, I started. Okay. I started to I, go. I started to like say Inter was going to dominate games. You saw that towards the end. Like the last like four weeks, I texted Marco. I'm like, I'm gonna. I gotta reverse this. Like, this, this he's reversing this. his He's reversing his Malocchio. <laughs> he's taking off the more Malocchio Malocchio that he put on. You're basically, you're basically yeah, doing a multi a, a negative to, times not, a negative. He was a positive. You know that, right? My Sicilian voodoo. I was doing everything I could. Oh my god, it was it was uh, it was horrible. It was Milan horrible. won the scudetto. Yeah, I doubt. because. Like I get, I get the arguments that's like Inter had the best defense and Inter had the best midfield. Sure, I get, I hear that. I think that there's credence to those things. Milan played at a level that no one expected them to play at. They had seven more points than they had last year, um, with pretty much the exact same team. Uh, I think that they like yeah like inter struggled but we knew that inter was going to struggle relative to last year 
right? A 91-point team, you're losing Hakimi and Lukaku, if not for anything else, and then you also lose your manager, right? Points are going to come off, and we knew that that was going to happen. I think it was a bigger... Like it was a it was a big hurdle to make up those seven points for Milan, and it truthfully they should have had two more points or three more points. Thank you to Spezia, um, but I think that they played out of their minds. Like as as much as like it's like easy to be like, oh, Inter should have got more points, which is true. I think like you got to give credit to the team that went out there and got points and was I, the most. I will consistent also say, um, sort of going back to the Juve twenty eleven comparison versus. The Milan now, I feel like Milan's competition was way more talented. Um, I think it was more talented of a league. But not, I wouldn't say even more talented. It was a younger league, and it was a more open league, in my opinion. Obviously, there were great teams when Juve won, but really, Inter was obviously just There were great better. referees when Juve won, too. I mean, if you think <laughs> yeah, about I mean, listen, magic listen. moments like the Montagui goes goal. I knew that was listen. coming. <laughs> I literally knew that was fucking coming. Listen. This is because he makes things up, dude. That ball did not cross the line. I still, I still have a memory <laughs> of me being like 14 years old laughing in Mike's face about Montagui goes goal. He came to my house and Mike was so fucking... Dude, I, I legitimately didn't talk to mad. Julio. I didn't talk to Julio for like a full week after I was like, what game. happened? And he showed up to my family party and was like this. <laughs> Honestly, didn't say a word to me. Literally didn't say a word like, to me. It was a Mike, decade of feeling like that. Yes. Hear, hearing Mike talk about it, it, it had like Curse of the Bambino vibes to it. Like the curse. It, did. it, it really it did. did. It's like, you know, because of this, like Muntadi, like my life is goal, miserable. Like Milan won't win a scudetto for like another 80 years. Like that's 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 the vibe that Mike was emanating after like All right, you tell me that I was supposed to be at all optimistic when after that we had fucking Irby and Manuelson playing every position on oh the field. Oh my god. What about like constant? Six years. What about constant? I, I feel like the last time I heard that name I was probably like 17 years old. Yeah. Irby Emanuelson. <laughs> You banter era <laughs> Milan is. That's like when I saw the link that said Freddie Guarino. I was like, what? <laughs> what okay, listen, happening? you guys. Yeah, dude, I had completely forgotten about Freddie Guarino until I, I saw that. Dude, that whole Inter team image. was like destined to. In, in many ways, they were like a little bit of a Milan now team where it was like, oh, we're young, we have this cool. And then you guys lost. You blew up. Oh, that team was so not talented. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Julio lives in a different reality where, like, bro, you're you crazy. Wasn't Ernanis on Inter at that point? Was Hernanes ever Hernanes? He was. He was at one for point. like a hot yeah for like, like one season. We had, all I know is that was that was after the Lucio free transfer year. So, all right, for, I'm I'm moving I'm moving that on. That was a crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. transfer. Yeah, I'm moving on, and I gotta say, in my opinion, like the 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 second team of the year for me is Roma because everyone gave Roma so much shit through the entire year. Marco made a face. You know why? You know why Marco's making a face? I'm not saying Fiore. Because you're disrespecting his team. I'm not saying Fiore. Marco's the... Are they, the, are they uh, though? I feel, I feel like Lazio's more deserving of that than Roma, though. They finished a point up, and Roma won a European title. Like, even though okay, it's not like a right, big European right, title, right, it's right, extra right. games, man. Marco's okay, okay. okay. No, no, he, he backtracked. He said it was the extra game, so I'll give him that. Marco's right. going to offend all of Rome right now. No. And I think, like, no. second half of the season, Roma looked good. They were on fire. Um, no, that's fair. Also, I have a personal vendetta against Lazio fans after what they pulled when we were at the Stadio Olimpico. Uh, okay, yeah. Those those yeah. Well, so, they took our fucking seats. No, no. So time out, time out, time out, time out. I looked into it. They didn't steal our seats because so basically for the the people, the fans of the pod, the one fan, when we got to the stadium, we got seats close to the like the center of the field on like the first upper deck, and our seats were in the middle of the row, and there was a family that was to the end edge of the row. They were. Uh-uh. You're wrong. We had the aisle Ooh. seats. I remember we picked the aisle. Are you seats. sure? I'm p- fucking positive. Are you sure? I don't. I'm I don't positive, think so. I'm positive. No, I'm positive. I think I have the ticket right here. Yeah, because we we got like ten through sixteen or something like that. Where our seats? Yeah, screw, bro. Fuck Lazio. Not the environment was I'm insane. Forever, though. I'm forever anti Lazio after that experience. Yeah, fuck Lazio. Fuck their fuck fans. Lazio. If, if we had any Lazio oh, fan listeners, we've lost them. Yeah, we lost. Are there them. any? Are there any Lazio fans? I feel like they're like they're too right. busy in their stupid fucking mountains, bro. They don't. They don't have radio out there. <laughs> all right, guys. As a Lazio fan, I got to end the pod, which you might just hate it all. But no, that's anywho. Roma played yeah. really well. I think Mourinho proved that he changed his style a bit. Um, I, I think that they're a fun story, and like they got Italy a seventh spot in European competitions yeah. by winning that. 
So for me, they're like they got Fiorentina. They're my feel good story. I should say that. No, they had Fiorentina had story of the year. Fiorentina had it already. I agree. With, I agree with Mike. I think that Roma got bumped into Europa, and then the Conference League spot got bumped down to the fourth place finishers, Fiorentina. I thought what's it called? No, I thought five and six get Europa League, and then seven gets Conference. No, League. it's one now. It's just one and one. Really? It's oh. fifth place is What is Europa. the Conference League and the Europa As the Europa League, does that still exist or is that now the Conference yes. no, League? No, yeah. No, so they there's, there's, like, yeah, they there's three. Another, yeah. 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 You know how like games make money? Okay. <laughs> well, they make money. Yeah. So if you have more games, you make more money, to, no matter how bad the competition okay. is. Okay, that makes sense. So, come on. Wait, Super League? Su- oh, no. Oh, no. What Super League. Fourth place <laughs> team in Italy joins Super League. I forgot who it was, if it was the uh, FIFA head or whatever, whatever he was, but he was like, oh, yeah, the, uh, you know, the Qatar workers, they, they can enjoy their hard work. Yeah, yeah they're all dead, like, dude. I was like, I'm sorry. What? Like 3,000 people died building. Yeah, that was me, I was like, yeah, hard work, hard work. Yeah. We went to a dark place. All right, all right. He means FIFA listeners. He means FIFA's but dogs. The, the point is, though, we're happy for Roma. That's all we're yes, saying. Yes, Roma, Roma is Mike nail on head. He says the feel good story of Serie A. And I couldn't agree with more about that because you had a lot of things happen to it. One, you had Mourinho change his style and people started respecting him because of it. That's one. Yep. Two, He's kind of put Roma on the map of like a decent destination for talent to go because they're being they are attracting some of the, the top, exactly top, they're being top linked free agent players. <laughs> Shut up, bro. He's referring to Dybala. Yeah, the joke is Dybala was linked with Roma, but also Isco is apparently linked to Roma as well. And more so than anything. It looks like Zaniolo's accepting that kid into his life. No. <laughs> true. Did you he, see he that? That is a telenovela. Holy shit. Dead. Oh my god. Yeah. They've got it all. Got I think it. we covered this on did we cover this on a pod? Gala- uh, yeah, we, we covered we, it. We, we, yeah. We, the beef between him well, and Zakani. Well, yeah, but did you see that Zaniolo had to leave the national team because, because of the beef? I think it's because it was it wasn't because of the beef. Oh, they didn't say it was because of the beef. But, but a lot of reports are indicating... It was because of the beef. Because they were like, Zakani and Zaniolo couldn't be on the same field together. It's just, they, yeah. just, they just hate each other. So, But oh. yeah, um, it's going to be really sad when Zaniolo goes to Milan. And No, apparently... Please, no. No, apparently a report came out today that there's been no contact and he doesn't. he didn't request a transfer, nothing. They want to stay. It's going to happen. Yeah. They He's all, got Milan back. I say, they all, they all <laughs> say that. Um, he would fit in really well with like Teo Hernandez. Oh God! They both look like absolute scumbags. Oh my God! Wait, Rocco, do we have a mutual ground here? Do we both hate Theo right now? I hate him. Oh I, like, my God! This is like, a new alliance. Oh he's God. like, well, after after the Marquisio text you sent yesterday, and I now think this, we're best friends now, dude. <laughs> I I think Theo's unwatchable. I can't like I didn't like watching Milan because I can't stand watching Theo. This is great. Now I, I I thought I was alone. Yeah, he likes you now, Rocker. Yeah. He didn't like you yeah. the whole season. <laughs> now now he's made it up. Um, but well, yeah, now we share a when, Ro- yeah. when Rocco's an Inter fan next year, it'll be even stronger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I hate By the way, I I just, I just remember this. At the end of the pod, we're going to reveal who lost the oh, predictions. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be a huge surprise. Well. <laughs> To the one following, no, no, it's, it's a massive now. surprise. We want to talk about scapes and all these gates and all these <laughs> theories. And I, have a lot of, I have a lot of theories about 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 this podcast. We'll get we'll get to this at the end of the pod. Yeah, it's at the end of the pod, but um, yeah, no surprise, yeah, yeah. You know, some, no referees some, involved. Some some honorable yeah, mentions surprise. before we go to Juve. Some honorable mentions. Yeah, Marco just wants to bring up one particular team. Go ahead. Who's your honorable mention, Marco? Napoli. Oh yeah, okay. What is the honorable mention for? They got in a Champions League, which was a big accomplishment from what they did last year. You have Spalletti, who seems like he's somewhat steadying the ship. But the only bad thing is that now all the good players are leaving. Fabian Ruiz won't have a contract extension. Koulibaly wants to leave. You have all these issues going on with Spalletti. But Marco, listen, you're saying all this, and it makes sense, and I, I totally get where you're coming from, but you're lacking passion because your passion lies somewhere else. Talk about the real team you want to talk about, Marco. Yeah, go for it. Oh, go for it. <laughs> Come on, Marco. Let it go. Manager of the year. Yeah, Easy. of course he is. Yeah. Hell yeah. That turtleneck and that Hell blazer, yeah. you gave me a hotter combination than that. <laughs> um, no, look, Fiore, again, I don't know where this meeting in top four came from. I said it facetiously. I did not mean it at all. I know. Good you word. Meant, you meant every, your, no. your heart meant it. My heart did not mean it. All right. 
But great result. They're in European competition for the first time in a long time, which is really good only for them. Missed it by eight points. <laughs> it's true. They only missed top four by eight points. Only I by know. three games. Yeah. You know, there was a point they were near knocking at the door. Near knock, not knocking near, at the door. I want to. Almost knocking on the door. Here's want, a question. Here's a question. Yeah, yeah. If they don't sell Vlaovic, do they make top? Do they? Do they make Europa League? Let's say are they the fifth yes. place team? I fully believe so. I, I fully believe. Fifth. Do they make How Champions League? No, they, they don't. They don't make Champions they League. They were. Oh yeah, they absolutely would have. They were two points off fifth. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Vlaovic on a team points. that feeds him yeah. is actually worth. And also points. can like play around instead of just hoofing but, it. But too. hold on, wait, no. I I think I'll go even further. I would. I think they would have made Champions League. No, they wouldn't. Because Juve would have lost points, points away from Juve. They would have yeah. taken points away from Juve. Yeah, but Juve were struggling before Vlaovic. No, I get that, but also now. Go ahead, sorry, what do you say about that, bro? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I just can't Someone wait for that part of the pod. No, 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 no. We're almost, we're almost there. We're almost there. We're, we're almost there. We're gonna, we're gonna have the Juve mark in a couple do, of minutes. Do do you <laughs> with Vlaovic? Do they go Champions League? No, because with them being better, I feel like the separation of points between the top four and the other teams comes tighter. Because then Fiore becomes a harder out for not just you, but for everybody. And so yeah, but that just helps them. No, it does, but it's also it's like I don't think that they would go top four. Do you think Juve finished eight points I think, better than I Fiorentina think, because no, of Vlaovic? No, I think I think Fiore finished above Juve. But it's but like I a double still, it's a double edged sword, like because it's like Juve got points because of it and they yeah. lost points because of it. Really, it's like, do you think that like Vlaovic is worth like four points? He only scored like two goals. Yeah, so. Juve though. He scored seventeen in the first half. Yeah, he literally Juve. Yeah. Juve. I think I think massive mistake selling him. They should Agreed. have sold him in the summer for a reduced price and taken the Champions League money. Yeah. So I think I think at the time it was the estimation that they couldn't like keep this up like I the think, great form. Yeah, go ahead. I think that. I think. Sorry. Go, go, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. sorry. I, I thought you were done. Good. Yeah, so then, you know, the 17 goals in the first half of the season, that's going to inflate your price anyway. Instead of getting... Because think about it. If they wait until summer, what's the price Juve is going to give them for him? Like 40? So this is what I was going to say. I, I think I remember reading at the time that there was like some something where they went to Fiorentina and they're like, we'll give you this much now. We've already agreed with Vlaovic. And if you don't sell him, he's going to wait out his contract and leave for yeah. free. Yeah, it... it it's really and we all know we can trust Juve. Yeah. Because they're every, good guys. Everything that Ned Verbal says Verbal agreements happened. that they make are, are binding. <laughs> yeah, because it, you, and you literally get 70, and they're still getting the Kiesa money, no? Don't they still have to get paid yeah, the Kiesa money? They get yeah, they have like 100. They probably still have to get the Ben Nadeski money. Like, yeah. could be. Casares? No, he wasn't from there. He played there after either. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, look, to wrap, to wrap the Fiora and the honorable mention part. Fiorentina Napoli, great seasons. Napoli back in Champions League. It's good to see Insigne's finally gone. Thank God. And their their rumored transfer targets are exciting. You have Delafeo and you have um oh my god, what am I forgetting? Bernadeschi. Yeah, I was about to say it was in Italian. Dude, national. I still think that he's a good player somewhere. I, I think that like it didn't work out at Juve, but I still think yeah. But I'm with Rocco on this. I agree too. Uh, I think in the right, Rocco and I have a lot of line here. I, I think there I think is. in the right in the right team, he can be really good. Yeah, and also the only issue with Napoli now is that you have the three, some of the big three, possibly leaving: Koulibaly, Ruiz, yeah. and Osimhen, which is tough. And apparently, Ospina's getting interest from La yeah, Liga teams. Yeah, but who cares? They yeah, have, no, they have Mede, right, but right. Mede has been shown that he's not great with the feet, which is what Spalletti wants to play with. But all in all, good seasons for both. Congrats to Napoli for Champions League. Congrats to Fiore for getting European competition. Although, quick, quick question yep. about Fiore before yeah, yeah. we leave through the expert. Um, the, the guys they got to replace Vlaovic, it was Piantek and. And someone else, right? Capital. Are they Capital. those guys permanent transfers? Yes. Or I think I I don't think Piontek is. I think Piontek has a twenty million dollar option to buy. Exactly. But I think Cabral is Cabral a, is. is a permanent. Yeah, I think he is. And I think okay. with this with this money that they get from the European competition, they're gonna invest more. And the the one guy you trust to invest more he's is Italian. He's the richest owner in I'm saying yeah. like a coach that can actually get oh, the yeah. players boy, that are gonna fit his so. Yeah. Um I think we gotta talk about yeah, yeah. Mike. Mike is Mike isn't here right now, but I, I, 
So we'll talk about relegation first, but then we got to talk about promotion because that's where the stuff. Well, no, really we. Goes. What are you gonna talk about? We gotta talk about the old lady. What are you doing? We gotta the have old the old lady. lady. We have uh, to have the old ladies. Right, the old, I was, we need, we need, I was gonna say that for the end. No, we need the old ladies. The old lady. right. We're running low on time. We gotta get right, there. Let's their go, thoughts old ladies. In. Let's go. Would you go say ahead, a successful season? Disappointing. Let's start with that. How many how many Look, holes they, in your wall are punched? I want to hear what I gotta say first. They uh, improved from last season, right? Last season they made the Champions League at the last possible second because they got so much help. Yeah, at Napoli's expense. Right. And this year, they somehow got there relatively comfortably. So I guess that's an improvement. But they have a shitload of work to do in the summer if they want to keep top four next season, I think. Before Julio jumps in, why do you think they improved? Oh, obviously they got rid of Ronaldo. (laughs) (laughs) Julio's <laughs> doing the Sue thing for for those of you listening. Um, no, I don't know. I it's tough because like people are like, oh, Allegri will get you more points. I think that if you're gonna be uh, sort of mediocre, sorry, I would have liked to interrupt Rocco. Just a fact check. Um, um, they were eight points off of where they were last year. Just throwing that out there. Oof. Well, they were improved in terms of ease of mind getting into the Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> and also, if you had a tired day, it's an easy way to get you into a nap. I think I napped more watching you than any team in Serie A. Well, that's what I was going to say. If you're going to be really mediocre, and I said this multiple times that I can say this looking back, they should have kept Pirlo. Oof. I think it, would have, it was at least interesting. I think, you, I think with Allegri, it wasn't interesting. With, with bringing in Vlaovic, I, I will. I will agree with that. Yeah. Oh my lord. It's easy to say it looking back, but like. I think once they were not going to keep Ronaldo and you knew that they were not going to be fighting for for yep. the top, then it was like, obviously it was two lakes. Uh, he was already gone by that point. But if they had known earlier, mm-hmm. I think maybe they would have kept Pirlo, given him another year. I just, again, I, I want to reflect on back on the season because when they hired uh, Allegri, it was just, just like, oh yeah, it's like a Sir Alex Ferguson deal. It's like, I like I listen. Respect to him for the titles he won, but he's not on Sir Alex's level of like a conversation or someone you give the rank. Like, I just don't. Under, I just don't understand that. Like, I, I feel think like he like he runs. Whole, like, a, oh, we're gonna give him the power. He's gonna lead us. I think he runs a Finnish team really well. You know, he, he's and a great coach, not a he's, not, he's not like this like world beater coach. He's not like the like this 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 like wow. He's a once in a generation coach. He's not. I mean, so like what, when Sir league? Alex won his titles, he was in a farmer's league, well, man. I mean, he was. He was. But, um, no, I just, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm with Rocco. I'm like, first of all, if you're going to hire Pirlo, you had to keep him for the long run. It made no sense. So, it should have given him his, his time. And then, second of all, like, yeah, it, it's a pretty disappointing season from an Allegri point of view. I hope. I mean, I hope it improves, obviously, is because it's supposed to be a long-term investment. You know what's He's supposed crazy? to have the reins of the club. You know what's crazy? I'm gonna so. I'm gonna pour some gasoline on this. Um, the salary that Allegri is earning could yeah. have, you know, maybe <laughs> gone to a specific player instead. Yeah. You know. Um, oh God! <laughs> you, just put, just, you just put an oil tanker on that goddamn thing. I'm talking just, about Robbie O here. Is yeah. <laughs> I don't think I can cover. I don't think I can cover that. Yeah. I think he made eight net. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, so, what you want to say about the man? His mom is an amazing no- negotiator. Seriously, it's like apparently now she's trying to negotiate him back to PSG. It's like she is. The, I thought he shat all over PSG on the way out. She is the less scandalous Wanda Icardi of, uh, except effective sports management. So, um, so here, here's I think an issue with Allegri, and I think we've spoke about this on this pop. I want to reiterate it here. I feel that he's not in tune with how the league is evolving. And what I mean by that is, you know, we've lamented on this on the pod where he's just playing a very traditional Italian style, 10 behind the ball, Vlavic up top, you know, just hoof it to him, right? The league is evolving where the offense, the the offensive tactics and the offensive patterns are becoming more intricate and more unique. And I think he's behind the eight ball in that when they're attacking. 
And so I think that's an issue why you have all this attacking talent, kind of, with, with full healthy with Kiesa and Vlaovic, and you're just not getting the fruitful bearings. I think that's what adds to the frustration people have with Allegri right now, where it's like he seems very archaic and, is, and very kind of stuck in his ways about it. The only caveat I have is that I want him to be more proactive like he was against Inter. That game against Inter at the Allianz, that was the most act, the most front foot Juve we've ever seen. I don't remember. They lost that game, right? They did, but we're not getting into that. <laughs> but I'm saying it's like, you even said it yourself. They dominated that the first game. first half yeah. was was the best soccer they played since Pirlo. Yeah, but I, I just... <laughs> you could divide Juve's history into two times. So... So with all that being said, for the Juve, for the old ladies on this pod, if next season you see more of the same from him in terms of just putting men behind the ball and just hoping it to Vlaovic, how long until people start raising serious questions about him being the coach and him being able to build the team correctly? I don't I know. Go ahead, Juka. I was going to say, I feel like results have to improve next season. Like If, if it's the same, like... That's not, like, yeah. it's not great. Do you it think, has to improve. It do, has to improve. I, but by improving, you're basically saying they yeah, need to go exactly. for the Scudetto. Like, yeah. do you they, have to compete. You have to compete for the Scudetto. Do, they, yeah, do yeah. you think they can do that? Because I don't... Th- I, nope. I don't, I don't think so. I, I don't think so. so. I think that, like, you know, Juve have a lot of... Or at least, I guess now, not a lot. But they have two attacking players who are interesting in Chiesa and Vlaovic. And they'll get some other winger to fill out the other side. Right, but it's like Juve's midfield's not constructed in a way that allows them to play attacking too much because they are not good at holding the ball. They're not good at getting the ball. Like they're not good at anything. And and so like so <laughs> I think like right, but they're, but they're not right. And it's like so I think that like that's a big issue. Like there's I don't know there's no playmaking coming out of there, and I don't know that the return of Pogba is going to be like what they need in the midfield. Julio's dabbing now. I, I think uh, you have to say it right. Yeah. It's Pog back. Pog back. Pog back 2.0. I mean, They're I think something stupid like that. I think it is something that they need, but I don't think it's enough. Like you need to bring in at least one or two more midfielders. They need like prime Vidal to play yeah, with Pogba. Yeah, but the is, like, the you're going like, to get me talking about 2015. You're going to get sad. Yeah, but the thing is, like, you—how many prime Vidal's are there in in world football right now? Yeah, but like, that's also right. That's like when Pogba was the guy who everyone thinks of when they talk about Pogba, is because he had prime Vidal and Pirlo, you know, still being really good and playing next to him. Frank Reed is sort of doing whatever he wants. Yeah, but and obviously, Marquisio. Rest in peace. The goat. He deserved a spot in most midfields in. The world at that point, but that Juve one is yeah. just a tough one. Too. So, but but now my, my question is, you know, let's say you get players similar to like the Pirlo's, Vidal's, and Marquise's, right? The style that he played with that, um, the four of them, do they win the Scudetto playing that same yeah, way absolutely. now? Yes, you think no so? No doubt. Yes, if they had those guys, yeah, yeah, of course. They could they could literally just play cards in the midfield. Those four are talented enough to beat anybody. They nearly beat a really good Barcelona team in the Champions League. So I don't know if nearly a Bro. really good Barcelona. Yeah, yeah dude, that they, was a very good. Right. Also, I was talking about Juve, this the like Juve, the twenty fifteen Juve team, the twenty seven Juve team, also two of the greatest teams of all time. And the game against Barcelona, Look at, like, Gaetano is such. A, I, I can't say it. No, I can't say it. The, the game against Barcelona, we <laughs> I all knew know I would cue that, up. that Juve A deserved a penalty. And B, the Pogba play. We're talking oh about. Oh my Pogba God! Play. It's the Mutati Ghost call. <laughs> 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 it's the Mutati Ghost goal. It's always something with these guys. Pogba gets tackled like WWE just take down. Yeah, by I know. Pogba. And and you know, run out. You know that pen on you know Vasquez by. By Benatia. My God. Two of them right there. Ridiculous. And don't forget the, the Buffon red card for literally pushing the ref with his chest. <laughs> yeah, no, undeserved. No, garbage the ref should have been, should been sent bin. off. Yeah, red card. <laughs> <laughs> One ref should have given the other so, ref a red card. So now, are you guys are you guys at least optimistic about next season? Doesn't nah. sound like it. That's Not really. Sad. Look at him. So, so you then need to get like two new midfielders, right? Because if Pogba's going to be one of them, they need another guy. Well, they only need one because you have Artur. Right. Oh, no, so, he's I mean, gone. For I, some I, reason, I, they're thinking of letting him go. 
<laughs> I don't get. They're it. really. Do, I don't listen, Rob. I they, don't know what you did. Agnelli must have gotten some like word of who you are and what you love about this team because he's he has an agenda against you. He really does. Uh, look, Arsenal wound up not getting it done, I guess. And I think that like to have Artur and Pogba in the same midfield would be disastrous. You would absolutely like need Prime Vidal to play there because nobody would cover any ground yeah. getting the ball. I mean, yeah. well, Either Prime Vidal or Prime Conte. Like, well, there's nobody else. Arthur wouldn't yeah, be Conte's there. He'd only be there really for like what six games in the season. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. He does only play like six yeah. games. And things like if you guys really, sell him, you got to you got to bring position. him in a wheelchair. You can't let him walk. You can't risk him getting injury. Yeah, I get in a wheelchair. Get a nice little primary seating on a plane. Um, all right, so, um, but but you even need that. They need a right winger, right? Because it looks like they're setting up to play with three up front with Kiesa and Vlaovic. And then the defense is like completely in shambles because Sandro cannot be another, a starter for another season. Yeah. Right. Delict is, you know, good enough, whatever. That's fine. Bonucci is a bum most of the time. <laughs> yeah. Most of the time. And then there's no other center back now because RIP Chiellini's gone. So they're saying that uh, that dude Gatti's just going to replace yeah. Chiellini and stay. We'll see how that goes. Juve never gives young players time. Uh, the goat legend Rugani. I saw that they were thinking about swapping him to Lazio for a Cherby, but I don't think that that's actually going to happen. Cuadrado is. It's like in FIFA when you try to offer a player an extension at a lower rate. Apparently he's like insulted that they try to make him take a pay cut so he might leave. Nice. So there's just Danilo on the right. Somewhere the Juve need Marotta is just, just in the background yeah. getting ready to poach. Yeah. That was probably yeah. one of the biggest splits that like changed Italian football, to be honest with you. Agreed. For the better. But so they need they need a fullback on each side, a center back, two midfielders, uh, an entire a team. winger. A striker to cover. Well, it looks like they're going to bring back Morata to be there. No, you have you have Deshio. What are you talking Lovish. about? Deshio is going to be Verona. Deshio, I think, is extending. So I'm seeing as a striker, though, not as a wing back. Morocco <laughs> yeah. certainly knows a lot about Juve for someone who's not a Juve fan anymore. <laughs> so, well, I need to. I don't have a new team yet. He needs. He needs a summer if, to think about. If Dybala goes to Roma, I will buy a Roma jersey. Rocco. And I'll say this much because. I, I'm so annoyed by people online Dang who are like personally insulted by the prospect of Dybala joining Inter. Like, they didn't want him anymore. What is he supposed to do? Like, not take the offer that pays him the best and puts him in the best position to win? Like, that being said, I think going to Roma might be easier for him to like get consistent playing time, which might be important ahead of the World Cup. So I don't know if that factors into his decision. But like, all these Juve fanboys who are like, Nedved would never have done this. Like, shut the fuck up. Honestly, Dybala should go wherever he's getting a good offer. I don't care. But it's, well, a, but it's also like Nedved would have done it if Juve were like, we're not giving you the money. Yeah. Well, also, like yeah. Also, you know the story about how Juve got Nedved, right? So there's a, there's a, it's a rumor, but it's, I, I think it's actually <laughs> been solidified and certified. Apparently, this is back in the good old Moji days. So Moji had invited Nedved to go visit the city of Torino because he was linked that summer to leave Lazio and go to Juve. He gets off the plane from Rome in Turin. There's all these paparazzi and all these journalists there. And it's like as if Moji's unveiling Nedved as a Juve player. And that escalated talks between the two teams to get it done. Mm. Yeah. Nedved is the first Raiola client. Put Raiola on the map. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. Raiola. Um, so yeah, I think we should just jump into the market quickly. What do you mean the market? Like who's, who's going where? We'll start with the champions, Milan. <clears throat> Who we got? You excited about it? Looks anybody, like Renato. Mike? Looks like Sanchez is coming in. Botman is, Ooh, uh, they're the asking price. <laughs> nice. The bot, <laughs> the, the bot price, the asking price is really high for me, Lille. So like what I've been reading is that PSG and Big boys, Newcastle are all interested. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. I think that Milan needs to figure. I mean, like, if they can keep Romagnoli, I think like the need for Botman's not as serious. Um, 
I'd still like to have him as much coverage as possible. Uh, I think Milan needs another center, uh, needs another center midfielder. I mean, Kessie's going to Barca. And like, say what you want to say about the dude. He did play an important role even this year. At the end, yeah. Um, yeah, at the end, he played some big minutes. Um, I think that... I haven't seen anything about Bellotti, which is crazy because everyone was like, it's done. And like they, like yeah, they just need to put pen to paper. So maybe at the end of the month, we'll see that. But I think like, I'm not thrilled about Origi. I don't understand where people are being like, this is a great move. It's like the dude is okay at his absolute, like he, he scores some bangers here and there, but like, he's not a consistent. He, he, he is clutch though. You need a goal. True. You need a goal and win. But in is he game more time. clutch than Olivier Giroud? No, he's not. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of the only saving grace with Milan winning. It's like it's at the hands of Giroud scoring the goals. The, the goals. Yeah. The goals. Yeah. Um. So, uh, I'd like to see the Bellotti deal get finalized. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see them. Uh, uh, add a right winger. Um, it looked like for a while they were going to be first to Berardi, but. Uh, rumors springing that that's a Juve boy now, um, which would really, really hurt. I mean, they're not, uh, they're not addressing like their top three needs, but yeah, I guess. Well, I think that they need a, they need a, they need wing depth. Yeah, like that. If if I had to pick one position where Milan solidified the most, I think it's wing depth because like Salamakers and Messias got it done in this like random season but yeah. I don't believe in them to do it again I don't think Rebic is going to come back that strong um, you can kind of make do with Krunic covering for uh, for Tonali and Benacer um, you know that that's my viewpoint I think that they also need another cent- center midfielder though because Benacer is always hurt uh-huh. but, um, leaving. that's what I'm seeing right now um, you know we'll see yeah, Inter. You guys are linked with everybody. Lukaku. Have you yet nobody? Yeah, if yet. you if you had one transfer, you'd bring in. You have all your departures, but you're only allowed one transfer. Who would you you if prefer? I don't have any departures? No, I'm saying if you have all the departures that you're having now. Well, who does that mean? Because if I'm losing Skriniar and Devra, then I want Bremer. Like, okay. That that's your number one. Yeah, obviously. Who's gonna play center back? Yeah, Renaki. D'Ambrosio. No, Renaki is gone. Too. You have Demarco and D'Ambrosio. Yeah, like you have course. the D brothers. No, like double D's. Like if I'm losing those guys, I definitely want I want Bremen. Yeah. Um, no, I, I don't know. I it's so in flux. I like the the rotation guys that they picked up, Aslani and yeah. Apparently, Aslani is now done. That would nine and a half euro, which is not not a, people recording twelve at the start. I like I like the guy that they're gonna. Probably replace, unfortunately, Dumfries with Bellanova. I like him a lot um, from what I've seen. And we'll see what they do with the attack in the midfield. I well, don't know. Well, Dumfries is apparently a make weight in the Lukaku deal. And we'll and Morata is valuing him at 40 mil. So that hopefully, you know, brings down the actual wages and stuff that you have to do to pay Lukaku. Yeah, I get that. But he's not that big on the wages anyway, Dumfries. No. You know, Devry is bigger on the wages, and maybe if he goes, I don't know. I like the news that I'm hearing about Bestoni potentially staying now. Yeah, I'm concerned about the new rumors about Skriniar going to PSG. I would like to keep those two, and then you know, if we have to sacrifice Dumfries, Devry, that's that's fine. I'd rather do that. Um, and then Dybala and Lukaku. I think Lukaku is more important than yeah. Dybala. Lukaku also is younger and healthier. And does more. And does more, yeah. I think. But if we could get both, that would be such a coup. I don't know if it's feasible or if it's possible. Um, well, I mean, it depends. Like, I mean, Dybala is... I would think there's too much people. There's too many players at that point in the top because then you have Correa and Zeko still as and, well. And Lotaro, if you're not selling Lotaro. And Lotaro. Well, apparently Lotaro's now heating up transfer. We'll see. There, I mean... There was a graphic that came out. He's valued at one twenty. Dear God. Yeah, you're gonna lose that bet that we have. I know. This for the record, good. for those of the pod, you know, Marco bet that he wouldn't sell for more than seventy million. There's a side bet we had, what, like two years ago. Yeah, something like just, that. He's gonna go for much more than I that. Know. I don't get how. I really so. don't get how. But yeah, it's just you know, the the good thing about Inter, you guys have Inzaghi. Yeah. 
where he was in a situation where he really didn't have much to work with and he got you a Coppa Italia, he got you fine for the Scudetto until the very end. I think people shouldn't be hard on Inzaghi given what uh, what I just said in terms of the situation he's been given. But now the question becomes, it, with the rumored departures and possible acquisitions that you guys have, how much pressure is on Inzaghi to contend for the Scudetto next year? I, it depends on this on what they do in the summer. If they retool and boost up their the squad like they're going to, I I think they I think he he does have a decent amount of pressure. I think he needs to have a very strong showing and at least but minimum compete for the scudetto. Yeah, kind of like what he did this year. I would think kind of in line with the same. As long as Inter have these financial issues, it's hard to say that they're the favorite going in. Do you have any news on what kind of how long until it's, they resolve it? I don't know. I think it's at least another they. This year, hopefully, might what, be what's the, the what, what's the debt at now? They they need to make a, from multiple different sources. They need to make a profit of sixty million this year. That's feasible. I think it's feasible, but I don't. I don't. I know. mean, if you sell Lotaro, it's very feasible. Yeah. If you sell a high ticket player like Lotaro, it's very feasible to do that. Yeah. Man, everyone just like left the pot. Everyone's everyone's got better things to do. All right, guys. Yeah, seriously. Right. Talk about Napoli. Napoli? Look. Quickly. Yeah. It's it's not looking great. Because It's looking good, but not great because, as I mentioned, Spalletti is kind of the calming presence, even though on the sideline he's far from calm. But when it comes to these transfers, it's where it gets a lot of concern because you have Koulibaly, like I mentioned. Apparently, he's rumored to go to, I think, Chelsea, if I'm not mistaken. Chelsea's one of them. One of the many rumors that he has that he's going to, but that's one of the strongest ones because I think Tokel sees him as a working trio to replace Rudiger on that left side. Fabian Ruiz is waiting to the end of his contract, which I think ends next year, at the end of net to the 2023 season. Then you have Oysterman, who's getting these, apparently Newcastle and my own Arsenal are in the hunt to get him. I think he'll do really well in the Premier League. I just don't want him to leave, but again, they're quoting 100 mil. When 100 mil comes for a guy like that, you can't really... Maybe you get Broha or Skamaka with that money? Yeah, maybe. But again, it's like Skamaka's been linked to everywhere. Yeah. He's linked to the big three of Juve, Milan, and Inter. But no one wants to pay that money. So, question for you, since we're talking about Sassuolo players. Any news on Fratesi for you guys? He's going to go to Roma, probably. Really? For 40 million. Didn't he go to the Roma Youth Academy? He was. So they have a discount off of any future sale value, so they're using that as leverage in the deal to get him. So, quick side note: Did you realize that in the last, I think it's against the Germany game. I know it was like the top. There's like there's like six of the starting eleven from the Roma academy. It was Fiorenzi, Fratesi, Scamacca, Scamacca. I'm trying to remember who else. I don't remember. There's a cool graphic on Twitter and online. If you look at it, there's six players from the Roma Youth Academy, which is really good. Um, but yeah. We gotta talk about the relegation battle. I, I think I think maybe we, we, we put a pin in that because I, I definitely want to see the the rest of the group's reaction to that, but it seems like something's going on with either our signal or, or something else. But let's we could just quickly wrap up the rest of the transfer news that, that we've seen. Yeah. Um Juventus is in is apparently has lost out on Di Maria. They're now looking at Berardi to Mike's probable pain. Yeah. Um I think he's gonna be upset with that. But I think that I think that would be a great move um, for them. They would have a different type of player compared to Chiesa. If Chiesa is going to be playing on the left or Baradi on the left, like they could interchange. Well, Chiesa is not coming back until mid-season because of his ACL. They have Vlaovic um, already, and Pogba potentially coming back. I think is great. I think it's great for the league in terms of marketing and and, and all that. And I think if Juve could find another midfield partner with them, I think Juve look to be very strong and it's probably going to be the third horseman in the race for the Scudetto next year. Yeah, so you think that Napoli and Juve are going to switch or you think there's going to be a new I person agree. in the top no, four? No, I think Juve, I think Juve is just naturally going to spend more. But I'm saying, do you see Napoli staying in the top four? Or you yes, see them? yes, okay. I do. Yeah. Um, unless Roma, you know, boosts themselves. I think Mkhitaryan is probably going to be a more shocking loss than people expect. Um, but I really like Fratesi and Fratesi seems more like a Mourinho player. Mm-hmm. So I think that might work out uh, as kind of like a draw for this year. Yeah. And let's see if they can rebuild in other areas of the pitch um, because I think Mourinho 
demands that, rightfully so, given yeah. what they've done. And we'll see if um, if with those enhancements that they can they can get into the top four. Yeah, and the thing is, I think the actual op- the window technically opens on July first. I think is when it actually opens. So there's a lot of rumors going around about you know who's going where, but nothing really can become official until yeah. the next season. But yeah, it, look. I I kind of love this time of year because you get all this excitement of what's going on and all these constant transfers going on and about. But it's sad that season's over. <laughs> I I think we just to wrap up the whole transfer section. Yeah, two things to look out for. You have Atalanta, who seem to be like a team in transition. Rumors about Gasparini leaving. Rumors of you know which potential players might be heading out. I think. Yeah. That's a team to look out for. They're under new ownership, new structure, everything. I, I a part of me is worrisome that this might be the end for them, but to be seen. And then lastly, um, I think Lazio. Let's see how active they are in all of this because Lazio has to rebuild a team that's going to be beneficial for Saudi. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be incredibly hard to do. So um, I think that's... Those are the two items to look out for mm-hmm. um, with that. Um, yeah, I think that that pretty much, unless you have, I mean, we could, I'm going to say this now. I think we need to regroup and talk about this with the rest of the crowd. Berlusconi and Galliani back in Serie A. So that, for those that don't know, there was a crazy situation with the promotion race. Um, we're going to wait for everybody to come back, but... One of the ex-owners of Milan is now in Serie A again. Ex, not just the ex-owner, the ex-president of, of Italy. Italy. Of Italy. So, you know, we're going we're gonna to wait until everyone comes back to react, but that is now the unofficial, official team of the pod. We're all rooting for Monza. <laughs> rooting or just, like, interested in Monza? Like, it, it's, like, it's kind of how my affinity for Fiore, but it's going to be It's more. Pod-wide. It's the meme team of this pod. Yeah. Has to be. Yeah. So... I think that pretty much wraps it up. Yeah, you know we're gonna we're gonna have a whole different pod as a segment for the relegation, and we'll battle. probably do some sporadic pods over the summer. Yeah, you know we we gotta keep in touch. Big with news, it. We are you know, two, We are two, three fans. You know when Big Rom decides to go somewhere else. When Big Rom goes to Milan to spike Alano. Yeah, he goes. He goes. This guy was pushing me too hard. I can't. Yeah. I can't go. <laughs> but Galano, thank you. Again, what a season! What a season! Said he has on the up. It's on the up. It's, and on it's the only going to get better. But. Until next time, 